Welcome to Leading from Alignment, a weekly podcast from Converge Coaching, where our passion is to help you lead better, lead longer, and enjoy it more. Hello again. Welcome to another episode of Leading from Alignment with our good friend, John Opaluski. Hey, How's it going, John. Good morning. I'm doing well. It's so good to be back with you uh, again. I know this sounds like a broken record, but it's always nice to uh, visit before we record. It's good to have friends. Uh, I, I tell you, that's something that comes up again and again on this is we, were, we weren't created to do this thing alone and to have trusted advisors, uh, friends. What was it Josh said last week? Something about people you're not accountable to and people you're not accountable for. Uh, people that, you're not that, responsible for or accountable yeah. for. And having yeah, those just, people in your life is important. You know, and, and we have some of that, but I think our friendship goes deeper than our converged relationships. You know, there's yeah. there's the the other part of it. So so today, as I understand it, you've got something that I, I hope everybody is going to be very open-minded to. And because whether they know it or not, doing nothing is one of the most important things they can do. So mm-hmm. why don't you why don't you lead us into today's topic, pod number 133? Sure. The title is called The Secret to a Life-Giving Day Off. Um, yeah, it. Isn't it funny that we don't, uh, we forget how to have, take a day <clears throat> off, Jim? You know, like it's like yeah. somehow that, that muscle yeah. atrophies in our life and we really struggle. Um, yeah. I, I actually want to give a shout out to one of our uh, listeners of the pod. Yeah. Who actually asked us, asked me, John, would you do a podcast on this subject? Right on. And, uh, that was several weeks ago. And I said, yes, I will. And, uh, mm-hmm. and and interestingly enough, in in Pod 132, uh, our, our guest Josh Spurlock uh, challenged yeah. us to plan an entire year of days off. And uh, Jim, my yeah. head is still spinning from that. Yeah, uh, yeah. conversation. I I literally, as as we we're starting, I have a dry erase marker. I'm marking on my board. You can't see I'll I'll here that that my day is off. I'm I'm, yeah. I'm still digesting one statement. <laughs> It was made weeks ago. That's right. Uh, yeah. And, uh, and, and, you know, but it really dovetails with our subject today. You know, like if we're, yeah. we're going to plan a year's day, a year's mm-hmm. worth of days off, we, we should uh, kind of understand how to do that well or do it better. Yes. Um, yes. So I, I think leaders are wondering about this question more and more. Um, I don't mm-hmm. think it's just this one listener uh, who is concerned about that. And, and so this is our attempt to try to answer that, Jim, uh, today, this podcast. Right uh, so uh, Chuck Swindoll uh, has some pretty sage advice on this subject. Of course, that's not yeah. a surprise. He's, he's yeah. a pretty wise guy. And he yeah. said this, uh, he, he said this, tell me, why do we have such a hard time with this? Um, yeah. I'd like to suggest that several things contribute to our lack of inner rest. Uh, failure, and I love this part of it. He says, failure to give play, fun, rest, and leisure a proper place of dignity. Yes. Uh, he yeah. goes on to say our tendency to compete and compare uh, leads to this wholesale dissatisfaction with things as they are. And yeah. our preoccupation becomes always wanting more. And then there's this self-imposed guilt that comes along with that, as well as unrealistic expectations. Um, yeah. I think there's a ton there. I don't want to unpack what Chuck said. I just, I just feel yeah. like Man, that is really powerful. I think the most important thing I heard there was giving dignity to play and fun and rest and leisure, because I think for many leaders, uh, we don't we don't see those pursuits as dignified. Yeah, 
Yeah, I, I think if we were to say to the, the average pastor or leader, <clears throat> you know, what is what is the next right thing to do to honor God? You mm-hmm. know, we say, well, we need to pray. Well, we have no questions about praying. Right. You know, that that's the right thing to do. Well, you should you should read the word and meditate on scriptural promises and, you know, find yourself between those lines in scripture where you go from an orphan to a son or a daughter to an heir. No argument there. You know, do nothing. <laughs> you know, rest. <laughs> um, we don't think of rest as an assignment, but it's just as much a command as thou shall not murder. Right. It yep. said it made the top 10. That's it right. Made the top 10. When God was creating the culture through law of, you know, his people, he said, one of the disciplines you're going to have to do is not killing each other. <laughs> and sometimes you're going to really help you with that is take a day to just relax. <laughs> That's, That's so good. You know, so this day off, we Christians term it or call it Sabbath. Um, yeah. And the Bible makes it clear that the Sabbath day is a day that's different than the other six days yes. totally. in our week. Yeah. Uh, in fact, Genesis 2-3 says this. It says, and God blessed the seventh day. Now, remember, this is the day that yeah. God rested. And it says that God blessed the seventh day and yeah. made it holy. Yeah. In, other, yeah. in other words, he made it separate. He made yes. it different than the other six days of the week. Yeah. And, you know, when I ask pastors about their, their day off, I'm often greeted by blank stares and yeah. uncomfortable yeah, mumbling. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And, and, and I, uh, and we know this pastors often struggle to find a consistent day off, right. Due to yeah. the unpredictable nature of their role uh, yeah. or sometimes workaholism. Yeah. Sometimes this false guilt tape that's running in their head saying yeah. you got to work more, you can't rest, the work's not done. Well, you know, I've got news for you. Past the pastoral role in that role, the work is never done. So yeah, that tape right. is a tape that needs to be thrown out of your mind. And and, and sometimes yeah. Jim, even there's addiction to adrenaline yeah. and cortisol. And and yeah. uh and so I think those are some of the contributors to the struggle that pastors have with taking a real day off on a weekly basis. Yeah. I, it, doesn't it go back to the garden of Eden where God says, this is the way it's going to be. And trust me. And, and the one thing I'm asking you not to do is this, everything else you can do everywhere else you can go, everything else you can eat, not this though. And then somebody comes along and says, but I've got a better idea. I really think that God is prohibiting you from, from greater fruitfulness or greater joy or greater productivity, whatever you value, the promise, the, the lie, uh, well, you know, the, the promised lie, the lying promise will mm-hmm. always offer you those 30 silver pieces uh, will always offer you enlightenment, will always offer you success. But it's mm-hmm. always a lie. It's always a lie. And it, it goes back to the very beginning. God says, this is this is the way right here. This, 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 this is the way. Walk in it. And they go, yeah, but if I work seven days, right? Well, okay, I'll work six days, but I'll do all my other work. I'll, I'll do all my yard work and all my laundry and all my grocery shopping and all my, and that's Right. That's just a different kind of work. You That's know? right. And, and Josh uh, kind of nailed us on that one. Yes, you did. <laughs> last week, too. Um, if you haven't listened to pod 131 and 132, boy, you, you need yeah. to listen to those podcasts or watch those podcasts. They're powerful. You know, yeah. Jim, it, it, you know, I think in a sense, you know, that uh, taking a day off is like tithing in a way. Yes. You know, we it's the same thing. We pastors teach our people that yeah. God can. They can they can get farther with ninety percent of their income than they can with a hundred percent, and that takes faith to believe that, right? And I think yeah. I think those of us that have uh, practiced that 
that discipline in our lives have have seen that actually happen where God has yeah. uh, taken that 90% of what we have and made it go farther than 100% would have. The yeah. same thing is true, I believe, with our day off. Um, yeah. Not only can God get more done through us when we hit this weekly reset button, like, as I like to call the day off, yeah. I think it's it's not only a fruitfulness issue, it's a longevity issue as well, right? Yes. So it's yeah. this it's this weekly reset button that helps us get in, in touch with what truly matters. It reminds yeah. us every week that our spouse and our children are the most important disciples in our lives. Yeah. Um, it reinforces the truth that unless God builds this thing, um, I'm laboring in vain. And, yeah. and it acquaints us with life outside of our ministry or our work, which mm. every yeah. leader should experience. Yes. On a regular basis. You know, if your life, entire life is wrapped up in ministry or your business, you are a runaway train yeah. heading for a crash. And yeah. so, Jim, with that in mind, I, I'd like, let's turn this into practical now um, and look at yeah. some elements of a great day off. And then right. look, these are like uber practical you're not, none of you, I think who are listening or watching are going to say, I have never heard that before. Yeah. <laughs> so I don't want to disappoint you. I'm but, but can I, can I also say this though, at the yeah. same time, you know, I, I, cause I know what you're about to say, like, these are the things that make a day off worth having. Like there's, yeah. you say, well, no, there's a benefit to doing it this way. And stop there, Let me tell you the benefit of doing it this way. Let me tell you what comes out of a day that God says is holy and blessed. It's, it's yeah. a, I, we, you know, we say about this with the tithe, the tithe is, is set aside, it's set apart, and it has a different covenant attached to it. I take a dollar mm. and I exchange, I'm sorry, I take $17 and I exchange it at Starbucks for one cup of coffee, right? That That's done. I get the coffee, they get the dollars and it's over with. But it, when you give, it, it lives under a different set of rules. It, yeah. It's, it's uh, I, I'm, if I have $10 and I give you one, I have $9. If I have $10 and I give God one, I have $9 in my hand, but I have $1 that's seed in the ground now under a different paradigm producing yes. something else. And so if I have one hour and I give it to you, we enjoy our friendship. We enjoy iron sharpening iron. I take that hour. I give it to God, especially on the Sabbath. It's yes. holy. It, it's living under a different paradigm. So to believe that a week's worth of blessings can come out of a day of obedience mm. is very real. That's just really like a hundred percent of blessing and more can be, can come out of 10% of seeds planted that right. produces a different harvest because it lives under a different paradigm. So I, when I read the list that's, that they're about to hear, I get excited about my day off because that's I, great. it's an offering to God, but it's, it's also, a, it was created for me. There's a benefit. I love it. Yeah. So, Jesus said that, right? No, yeah. you didn't interrupt. That was that was wonderful. And Jesus even said that the Sabbath is for us, right? Yeah. Man wasn't created man. for the Sabbath. Sabbath was yeah. created for man. Yeah. And 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 so yeah, I, I really appreciate that input and that that you you uh really pushing up on those thoughts because yeah. they're really germane to the the subject. So um, I'm gonna give you let's see here eight things that you can okay. do. I don't yeah, encourage yeah. you to try all eight on your day off because <laughs> it might be too much. But um, these one, are, I would encourage you though. <laughs> yeah, some of these yeah. I think are, are are like should be part of your weekly day off, and some you yeah. can add uh, as you see fit. Here's the first one, and that is to sleep in. Amen. Yes, uh, yeah. I'm not sure I need to really explain that one that very much. <laughs> you know, if you're if yeah. you're able, uh, add an extra hour 
or yeah. so, maybe two, to your sleep schedule. Yeah. That's a good use of your day off. Um, yeah. Slow down. That's the second. That's the second I- idea. A, yeah. a great goal, I think, Jim, on your Sabbath is to not hurry at any point. Yes. And the anxiety that comes with it, right? And the pressure and the yes, the piling up of life. Yeah, it's a right. time to surrender that. Yeah. So, so I think that's a great goal for Sabbath. <clears throat> I'm not going to rush today. I'm not going to yes. be in a hurry today. I, I'm going to. So, along with that second one, you know, take some extended time with Jesus on your Sabbath. Um, I pray and I I read and I study God's word daily. Um, yeah. But on my day off there's more time for extended yes. moments with, with him. So yeah. I do more journaling on my day off. I, I, I'm, I'm quieter on in my praying on my day off. It's interesting how like on my work days when I'm praying, it's very like list oriented, you know, it's almost, yeah. almost like, but on my day off, it's like, I, I, I take that step back and I'm not in a rush when I'm praying, I'm doing more listening. I spend more time mm-hmm. meditating on what I'm reading and just sitting quietly with the Lord. Right. So, so a great thing to do on your day off to have a great day off is just to slow it down and not be in a hurry. Right on. Um, I would encourage you uh, under this slow down uh, one to do some extra reading, but no Mm -hmm. leadership books. Right, right, (laughs) right. Uh, I want you to read something fun. We want you to read something fun on your day off. Um. Here's the third one, Jimmy, you can jump in at any time and, 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 and share your thoughts on it. But here's the third one, third thing, uh, to a, a third clue or a third secret to a great day off. And that is to refuel. Yes. What fills your emotional bucket? And you cannot answer that question, work. Yes. <laughs> I love to work. Work fills my emotional bucket. No, 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 no. Remember. Yeah, yeah. You're missing the point. Sabbath <laughs> is a different day than yeah. the other days in your week. Yeah. Um, so I, I, you know, the things that fill my tank, right. Uh, taking in God's creation, uh, watching waves on the great lakes or the ocean, uh, walking yeah. through the woods in, in the fall yeah. here in Michigan, driving in Northern Michigan to take in the beautiful fall yeah, colors, right on those kinds of things. A couple of hours doing those types yeah. of things makes me feel like a new person emotionally yeah. and mentally. And, and I, and I, I used to. Um, I'd be puzzled by that. Like, wow, why do I feel so good after doing this for a couple hours? And and I just realized it's just the way that God has wired me, yes. He's put me together. Yeah. And that's what does it for me. It might not do it for our listeners, um, yeah. but you have to locate what is it that when I'm done, my tank is just full and schedule yeah. that on, schedule some of that time on your day off. Right. Yeah. I, I, it may not be a campfire, but I bet you it ain't the mall. Right. Uh, I mean, there's, yes. it, it's the other thing I was thinking too, John, when you were saying that, especially the first one, the sleep one is that, that the Hebrew, so I understand the days, the day begins at sundown. There is evening and there was morning the first day mm-hmm. so you say sleeping in. I can't sleep in. I got little kids, but then maybe, maybe turn the TV set off at sunset, you know, that day yeah. and, and read a book If you begin your Sabbath at sunset, the kids go to bed. And mm-hmm. you'll naturally fall asleep an hour earlier. So you still get that extra hour of sleep. Yeah. You just get it. You're still going to get up at five when the kids wake up, but you're asleep by 10 That's rather perfect. than by 1130, you know, to, to enjoy this from the evening, to begin the Sabbath, perhaps with an evening meal and then have that, that day. And then, you know, once the sun goes down, if you got laundry, you know, again, I, I, 
I, I don't want to be um, regimental or too legal because That's it is right. our servants. That's right. But it, but we are honoring God by trusting him to do the work that we cease to do on that time. And you want to give him that time. And you need that time personally as well. That's right. Um, um, uh, number four, uh, here's the fourth idea. Get outside and get your body moving. Yes. You know, in Michigan in the yes. winter, you know, I get it. You know, that's that can be yeah. tough. You might need to go to the gym to get your body moving, you know, in uh, yeah. during those months. But fresh air and exercise is a wonderful addition to your Sabbath day. Yes. Get your body moving. Here's a here's another idea. Number five, take a nap. Um, mm-hmm. You know, you may have either started your sleep an hour early the night before or you slept in another hour. But man, in midday, if you're tired, take a 30 minute nap, man. Just slow yeah. it down. Um Number six, spend time with your spouse and replenishing yeah. friends. Uh, I think I think your Sabbath day is a great day for date night. Yeah, uh, with your wife and reconnecting with with right. her uh, or your husband. Uh, you know, if you're if you're a yeah. female leader, right? Reconnecting with your your husband um, yeah. is a wonderfully replenishing uh, thing to do on your Sabbath day. Absolutely. Uh, let me give you a couple more, Jim. Um, <clears throat> And this is, uh, we, you alluded to this earlier, but I, I would encourage, and I'm encouraging myself here too, is to leave house projects for another day. Yeah. Now, that's one way to go. And I think that's a good way to go. One of my friends, he does house projects. He's a very interesting guy. He's a leader of a, of a, of a, of a church of about 800 people. Mm-hmm. And he said, John, I do... He uses this technique called 50 minute segments. And he says, so at work at church, I do five fifties every day. So I do a 50 minute segment of work. I take 10 minutes. So, you know, get up from my desk, walk around, say hi to somebody. I do five of those. And then he said, when I get home, I do a 50 minute segment at home. Mm-hmm. And, and so I'm doing, you know, like I'm cleaning out a closet or I'm chopping some wood or I'm right. And so he gets to Sabbath, you know, he's got a lot of the project stuff done because right. he just adds right. it to his day. I think brilliant. that's brilliant. Right. So that's yeah. another yeah. way to, to slice this. Right. But I, I think too, knowing you only have so many of those limits, what you commit to. So you don't find yourself committed to too many things that have too many demands. And then we lie to ourselves saying when things get back to normal, yeah. when most pastors, the only thing that has a normal setting on it is their dryer. Yeah. You know, everything else is, is reactionary, but you can create compartments for the, for the things that are most important. I love that. And, and here's the thing, you know, I think uh, the, the trend, uh, the, the default for most pastors of growing churches is as their church grows, they get busier. Oh Yeah. <laughs> And, um, you know, left, left to itself without intentionality, that's what's going to happen to you. If, if your business grows, that's what happens to you. If yeah. your, your ministry grows, that's what happens to you. And here's a guy who has had a growing church. I've known him for eight years. And the church has, except for uh, the pandemic years, his church has grown every year. And, and yeah. he's, but he's, he's come with this discipline every oh. week and man he's got he really has figured this out in a beautiful way yeah and um Great so it's, po- it's doable right it's possible yeah. even if your church is expanding or your business is expanding i love it yeah that's smart it's 
I, I, it's smart for so many reasons. We should, whoever that is, we should have them on to talk about that. So I think, I think, I think we I'm, I'm interested in more. Yeah. Yeah. That's, that's good. That's a great idea. I, and I, I believe he'd be willing to sit with us and talk to us about the five fifties yeah. yeah. uh, approach. I think that would be wonderful. Great idea, Jim. I'll, I'll, uh, I'll reach out to him and we'll get him. And on after that. he does, you and I can co-author another book together and we'll give him any credit. That'd be awesome. You know, it'll be, it'll be good. <laughs> Say, boy, those guys are so wise. Well, we're, we're plagiarists, but it works. Either way, it works. <laughs> Let me give you one more way to All have right, a please. great day off. And that yeah. is to treat yourself. Yeah. You know, do something like eat one of your favorite meals. Yes. Uh, or or even a dessert, you know, on your day off. Mm. Do something that to treat yourself. That is yeah. just something you don't do normally uh, during your week. Um you know, if you're listening today or watching and you're bivocational, you, you're working in yeah. the corporate arena and you're pastoring yeah. a church, you're going to have to get creative with what we've shared. You know, we yeah. understand that you might not be able to get a full 24 hour stretch each week off. We get yeah. that. Yeah. Um, but try to string together. Here's some ideas. You can try to string string together several nights in a row where you're pivoting from work. Well, let's say five o'clock or six o'clock, and you've got two or three evenings in a row off. Yeah. That's not, is that ideal? No, it's not ideal, but it's better than nothing. Um, yeah. Or maybe you could string together a 12 hour stretch or a 16 hour stretch. Like you, you're yeah. done with work on Friday at five and you don't pick anything up until Saturday at noon. Um, right. Again, is that ideal? No, it's not ideal, but it is better than not trying to incorporate this principle of Sabbath into your world. So if you're bivocational, we yeah. encourage you to experiment and find something that, that fits you. Right on. Yeah. Brilliant. Well, here, here's what I heard during that time. I I'm the proud owner of Charlotte Rose weekend, who, who is a seven and a half year old, old English bulldog. And my thought on Sabbath is whatever she's doing, if I'm doing the same thing, it's probably Sabbath. So if, if I work any harder than an old obese bulldog on the Sabbath, I'm probably I'm probably violating some principle. So uh, Charlie is my nap buddy, and uh, and we watch History Channel, and I, that dog's been on my side writing every sermon I've written for the last seven and a half years. And yeah. she is a I, honestly, there she moves at a pace that helps me because I I'm more of a hyper chihuahua and she's more of a throw rug <laughs> with mm -hmm. eyes, <laughs> you know? So, yeah, I, I think that she's, I, we thought the other day that if she lives to be 10 years old, she will have slept nine of them. So she has this down pat. She has this reverse tithing, you know? Yeah. We, <laughs> when we eat, we call it reverse dyslexic tithing. The 10% belongs to the dog. Yeah. That's, that's the, uh, yeah. So I, I agree, John, this is brilliant. And I, I, I think, can I just give you a couple, like a lightning round question or two? Yeah, sure. So there's going to be pushback. I don't have time. I have little kids. My, my kids get up. They don't know about Sabbath. They don't. What, what, what could you say to somebody that's they're They're leading. They're married. They have a family. The kids, it's time change. It's holidays. It's Easter. It's what, what advice do you have for them? Yeah. Well, first of all, I, I, I can appreciate your situation. We raised four yeah. boys. Yeah. We had four young boys when we were lead pastors. And I understand that. Um, yeah. So let me just uh, be compassionate towards you in that way. Um, however, you will always find a reason to not do this. 
Yeah. There will always be an excuse. Yeah. Yeah. And so much like we talk to pastors who are bivocational. Yeah. Maybe you're full time, but you've got four or five youngins, you know, and you, yeah. And that's a busy time of your life. And, and we get that. Yeah. You may have to use the bivocational approach, right? Where you're, you're finding segments of time uh, yeah. to be alone. Babysitters are amazing. Grandma and Papa are amazing. Helps yeah. you in these, you know, Jim, the best gift I ever received for Christmas in my mm. entire life. Yeah. When I was a lead pastor, uh, one of the uh, ladies in our church who had raised uh, three boys, I believe it was, said, for Christmas this year, I'm giving you and Laura free babysitting one day a week for an entire wow. year. Wow. Beautiful. What'd you say her phone number was, John? I think our I, listeners. I, I don't have it anymore. <laughs> <laughs> but. Love it. You know, Love it. and I know that that doesn't happen to everybody, but I'm I'm telling you that there are people who will help you with your children. Yeah. If if you ask and if you pay, yeah. and I, you know, this was yes. a gift from her to us. Yes. Right. Yeah. Um, so I would say the same thing, Jim, to pastors and that and leaders in that scenario that I would to a bivocational person that you have to get creative and realize that every season of your life, yeah. there is going to be an excuse. Yeah, right, right. Good. That's a great point. Regardless, right? It's, yes. it's, a, it's the season. It's Easter. It's Mother's Day. It's Christmas. It's right. It's summertime. It's sports time. It's, I've got little kids. I've yeah. got teenagers. Yeah. You know, you're busy yeah. with little kids. As your kids yeah. grow, you get busy too. They're in sports. They're oh, yeah. Stuff. They need a ride to everything. And you got to be a good parent to be at everything. And so, yeah. I'm, I guess my, my, Answer is I I understand the struggle, and we're yeah. not here to lay any guilt trip on you. Right. Please listen right. to us. You will yeah. always have a reason to not Sabbath. That yeah. will be that will seem legitimate. You have to yeah. fight for this, and 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 work on this. I fight for it all the time. Yeah. I haven't figured yeah. this out perfectly. I I have to fight. For no. It. Right, and we set our own schedule. That's right. And, and yeah. And Josh saying the other day, plan your days off a year in advance was we both looked at each other in stunned silence. When, yeah. we, when Josh was off the call, we looked at each other, just started laughing like, wow, how have we never thought of that? Right. That's brilliant. He should teach people. He should help. He should be a counselor. He's really good at it. Yeah. I well, think John, thank you for this. I, I, I think, you know, people might have said, you know, well, that's good. I, I, I knew that kind of like you should do push-ups or eat, eat your lettuce. It's not. This is one of those things that if done well, will be such a blessing, but yes. Remember, just like tithing, if there isn't a blessing, there isn't just a lack of blessing. There, there may even be some some consequences, right? To right. to to dishonoring this principle. And so, uh, I believe that the fact that we want to please God pleases God. So do the best you can. Yeah. Love your kids, but even teaching them today is a day where we rest. Mm-hmm. So no, we're not going to be going places and doing things. And no yard work today. We're just going to snuggle. We're going to read books. We're going to you know, whatever it is yeah. and, and teaching them the principle. So it'll be natural, but what's so unnatural to many of us who are the, the grandchildren of factory workers who had yeah. to find cut 10 seconds out of a routine. So they can make three more cars per day. Uh, that's, that's the way you build a car. That's a terrible way to live. Yeah. So we can teach our children a better way we should. So John, thank you for this. It's a blessing as always our, our, 
our listeners or viewers, um, man, we hope that this gets deep in your heart. We hope that this is a blessing to you and we hope that you'll take this and not just live it, but your life will become a, uh, a shining light that will lead others uh, as well. And John, if, if they're saying, yeah, yeah, but I still got this question, how would they get a hold of you to ask that question? What's the best way? Yeah, And it's not just getting a hold of me, Jim. It, it can be getting a hold of our team too. Uh, we've yeah. got a, we have a great team. Uh, go to our yeah. website, convergecoach.com. And yeah. there is a contact us link and you fill out a little form and we will uh, reach out to you. We'll spend 30 minutes with you yeah. for no obligation it might be me. It might be uh, another person on our team who might be yeah. more, have more expertise in that area. But we right. want to help you figure this out, and so that's the best way to get a hold of us. Perfect. All right. As always, God bless you guys. We're praying for you, cheering you on, uh, just hoping that we're scratching every time we gather. We're reaching because this is a big deal, and to get it right is everything. So we want to restore, want to renew, want to want to you know revive you um, through this practice of just taking some time and being with Jesus alone. And the only thing on the to-do list is God marked. You know? <laughs> so God bless you. And we hope that you continue to just do a great job as you lead from alignment.